1: free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
3: I got a huge assist from Grammarly
2: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From an
0: undisclosed location 10 floors up, Somewhere in Oklahoma City, this is the Locked on Thunder podcast for July 30th. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And all your efforts in listening to this podcast have paid off some big dividends. We'll tell you what those are coming up in segment number three today. As for the rest of the show in segment one, I will tell you why I don't want Kevin Durant back as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I know I'm going to be in the minority on that, but there is something about it that just absolutely makes me want to throw up to think that KD could come back here and win a championship and get to right all the wrongs that he did. Chris Mannix believes that that's going to happen. He's got some good reasons why it will happen. We'll play you the audio from him and the audio from Colin Cowherd coming up here in just a bit. Also in segment number 1, there was a word used to describe Carmelo Anthony which doesn't fit. And it's a word thrown out by someone that obviously hasn't had opportunity to spend time with Carmelo Anthony. I'll tell you why that word I'll tell you what that word is, why it's wrong, and why I'm all right with Carmelo Anthony having success in Houston or wherever he ends up in these next couple of days. The Rockets buyout finalized with the Atlanta Hawks. He's on his way. He agreed to take a little bit less, but ultimately he'll make that up. Okay, so it's, that's enough of Carmelo Anthony. In segment two, this is going to be the year of Steven Adams. He's already a cult hero in Oklahoma City. If you're from New Zealand, then he's a cult hero down in, in your country as well. You know all about Steven Adams. Why he's going to explode on more of a national stage this year. And it doesn't have a whole lot to do with basketball, but I'll explain why you're going to see more Stephen Adams jerseys when you watch NBA games, and more kids will have Stephen Adams posters in their room than what they did the last couple of years. And finally, in segment number three, it's a a pretty important segment, we're going to get into how far back should we be able to go to dig into an athlete's past – when it comes to their use of social media and things that they've said. This has happened to a couple of Major League Baseball players. It hasn't happened to any NBA players as of late, but it could. We'll discuss that. And I have a firm belief on why this is wrong and why it's doing everybody a severe injustice. If you don't know me, my name's Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while, hosted a lot of Thunder Post games. Did the occasional pregame. I am a credentialed member of the media. If you like what you hear, there's way more of it at LockedOnThunder.com. We also have video and audio from players, coaches, and GMs. A big shout out to Thunder Digest for uh, helping us out promoting this podcast and also for letting me be a part of their team as well. And a little bit later on today in the show, I will give you a hint about something else that's coming from the Locked On Podcast Network and something that I will be heavily involved in once football season rolls around. Very excited about that. Very very thrilled to be adding to the repertoire of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can always go to LockedOnSports.com and check out all our podcasts for Major League Baseball, NFL, and of course the NBA. And more coming soon. Segment one now. I don't want Kevin Durant to come back to Oklahoma City. In fact, Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City would just prove how selfish he is as a player because he wouldn't be doing it for us. He wouldn't be doing it for the fans or Russell Westbrook or Sam Presti or Billy Donovan or anybody else that got screwed in his wake of leaving to go to Golden State. Kevin Durant would be doing it so he could make himself look like the good guy. And people like C.J. McCollum that called him the B-word or people that said it was weak, it was weak, I being one of them, that it was a weak move to go to Golden State, he would be doing it to try and appease those people. He would be doing it so when the Kevin Durant narrative is written and he goes to the Basketball Hall of Fame People would talk about what a great guy he is. And much like LeBron James, he just needed to learn how to win. He just needed to go hang out with Steph and Draymond and Klay Thompson for a while and figure out how to be a champion so he could come bring that back to Oklahoma City. He's doing us the favor. I mean, it's essentially what that comes across as is, oh, I'm doing you such a great favor. I I did you a great favor for eight years by being a player here that I wanted to go do something myself, but now that I've done something myself, here's how far my generosity extends. It extends to you to show you that I can win a championship for you and you should exalt me the way that I was once exalted and the way the city of San Francisco sees me. uh uh-uh. Doesn't happen. Not, not with me. It's never, under any circumstances, ever going to sit well with me that he went to Golden State. And left Oklahoma City in the lurch. And it's not that Oklahoma City, look, Oklahoma City may never have turned into the dynasty that the Warriors are now. But there is absolutely no doubt that if Kevin Durant stays, the Thunder the next year have a better chance of beating Golden State and at least getting to a championship. And then there becomes the narrative or the discussion of how to get over the LeBron hump. And I just can't do it. I I, I I am a grudge-holding person. I don't want to be a grudge-holding person. It's wrong to be a grudge-holding person, but I hold grudges. I mean, I've got some personal ones that I'm holding on to right now, but when it comes to sports, man, I really, really hold on to grudges. Like I will never, under any circumstances, forgive Brett Venables at OU for not knowing that Statue of Liberty was coming with Boise State and all that ended up coming along with it. I won't forgive Joe Torre for not bunting against Kurt Schilling and allowing the Red Sox to come back from a three-games-to-none deficit and beat the Yankees in the ALCS. There are just certain things in sports, 1988, OU not winning the national championship, that I just hold on to. Kevin Durant going to Golden State is right there. And it's and every day that I'm in Oklahoma City, every day that I see a picture from Kevin Durant, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Chris Mannix thinks that there's going to be a real good chance that Kevin Durant comes back. And we need to hear what Chris Mannix has to say on this because it's important. And it's important to hear the whole thing. It's important to hear Colin Cowherd's lead up. And then it's important to hear what Mannix has to say. And when Chris Mannix says what he has to say, I will respond to that in kind. It's right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. You know, a lot of Americans,
4: most Americans on average, never leave more than 18 miles from their mother. That's a
0: stat. 40% of Americans never leave their area code. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've been in eight states. I'm comfortable. I didn't have a traditional family. Kevin Durant's moved all over the country. Three different high schools. High school, college, Texas, Seattle, Oklahoma, Golden State. Very comfortable with moving and we now live in the mobility era and you believe he's not finishing in Golden State
4: I don't I don't think he finishes in Golden State Um, look after next season he's gonna have 80 million dollars in his pocket from the last three years and probably three championships so at 30 years old Kevin uh, Kevin Durant is basically going to have a blank canvas he can do whatever he wants knowing his legacy is secured and no question There'll be a lot of teams out there trying to recruit him. I think Kevin Durant wants to hear those recruitments. I think Kevin Durant will be open-minded next summer when it comes to where he wants to go. But I keep going back to Oklahoma City, and I keep going back to the fact that Everything we know about Kevin Durant, the sensitivities, uh, how much he hates the fact that people say he jumped on Steph Curry's bandwagon, and the fact that there has been no bridge burned with Oklahoma City. The relationship with Russell Westbrook seems to be the best it's been since he left Oklahoma City. I know, Colin, that there's some financial gymnastics you have to do to get a Kevin Durant on the roster, but I really believe that come the end of the year, he's going to take a long look at Oklahoma
0: City. Okay, you can take a long look at Oklahoma City. But after you take a long look at Oklahoma City, then, then hightail it someplace else. Go to Boston. Go to Dallas. I don't care. And, and I don't even care if he wins five championships and the Thunder win, Thunder win none. But it's almost like, and yes, I'm going to use this analogy. I realize it's cliche and it's, it, it's played out. But, but for me, it's the analogy of taking back an ex-lover. And they went and slept with your worst enemy. And true, they may want you, and they may want to build a life with you, but you're just going to keep looking at them. There's not a day goes by that you don't look at them and go, yeah, but you went and you had to be with him. Look, you want to break up with me, fine, but is that the guy that you really had to go sleep with, knowing that we hate each other? Was to get even with me? What, what? 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 What's the whole deal on that? So I can't, from a personal standpoint, I can't forgive him. As far as him and Russell Westbrook's relationship goes, well, this is very simple. Maybe they're guys that are better friends when they're not working together. It's there are people that you just cannot work with. You can be friends with them, but when you work with them, the personalities are too strong, the ideas are too different. And in the case of Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, it's whose team is it? Who is the dominant alpha male? And Kevin may not like it that people say that he jumped on Steph's bandwagon and rode his coattails, but he's certainly not going to like it if people say that he jumped on Russ's coattails. And I don't know that people necessarily would, but because there was always that dynamic of who was the – Who was the leader on this team? I don't know that Durant can come back to it. And maybe the the whole reason their relationship works is because they're not playing together anymore. And that's something to consider. That's another reason why I don't think Kevin Durant will come back. Because as long as Russell Westbrook is here, then Kevin Durant is not going to be the favorite son that he once was. Kevin Durant was the favorite son in Oklahoma City. Then he left. And if Kevin is really sensitive, Kevin's going to have to remember that that first night he came back with Golden State, the boos were loud for him, yes, but the cheers for Russell Westbrook were a lot louder. And Russ is always going to be more appreciated and revered by this fan base than Kevin ever will be, because as of now, Russ hasn't left and he chose to fa- he chose to stay in the face of when everything was falling apart. So it's just is—it's weird, and as a guy that's rooted for a team like the New York Yankees my entire life and have seen them buy the championship, that 2009 championship they bought with A.J. Burnett and CC Sabathia and Alex Rodriguez and Johnny Damon and a few other guys, that was nice, but it was nothing compared to the 96-2000 to 2000 run where you won three in four years. And, yeah, Tino Martinez and Paul O'Neill and Wade Boggs and guys like that were bought, but there was also this this core four that had developed over that time with Jeter, Pettit, Rivera, Posada was a part of it, so forth and so on. And, and you had guys like Scott Brocious who weren't necessarily superstars. I'm, I'm digressing, but those championships were a lot more satisfying than the 2009 Had Durant stayed in this Thunder organization, grown up around him, that's a satisfying championship. Something about him coming back, as cool as it would be, and I'm certainly not going to hate on anyone that that enjoys it, it still feels a little empty. Real quick, I do want to squeeze this in. Carmelo Anthony was described as being delusional, and I can't necessarily remember who said it, I and I can't remember if it was Fox or ESPN, but I will say this. Carmelo Anthony is not delusional as far as what he can contribute to the Houston Rockets or any other team. And maybe it didn't work out here in Oklahoma City, but for Carmelo Anthony, it's hard for him, any other athlete, any other person to ever come to grips with you just not being what you are. That's not delusional. That's having data on your side of, I used to be this, I used to be able to do this, I've done all this, why can't I still do it? And that's hard for any of us to get our mind around. So anybody that thinks Carmelo Anthony is delusional about what he could do for Houston, that's not necessarily so. But what Carmelo Anthony is going to have to come to grips with is not that you're not necessarily the same player, but you can't contribute in the way that you once did And it's going to take somebody that he respects, mainly family, to kind of convince him of that. But I think I've said all that before. I just thought it was weird that that word was used to describe him. And after knowing the guy, no, I wouldn't say he's delusional. Wouldn't say he's delusional. Little misguided, but not delusional. And really going through those whole midlife crisis like we all do. Coming up next on the Locked on Thunder podcast, why this will be the year of Steven Adams. It's all right here on Locked On Thunder.
5: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick and roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: The Locked On Thunder podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can go to LockedOnSports.com to check out all our podcasts in the big sports, Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA, and coming soon, college sports. There, I said it. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but I let the cat out of the bag that there might be going to be some college podcasts that I may or may not be a part of will um and we'll tell you more about that as we get a little bit closer to launching those coming soon yes coming soon there will be another locked on podcast that i'm doing and it might center around college and i might tell you about that in a couple of days or so i don't know what i'm supposed to say or what i'm not supposed to say i just know i got permission to do an ad for one so uh, i'm just i'm throwing it out there like i I try, and, I try and be mindful of the rules, but then a lot of times I just throw caution to the wind and say, to hell with it. Steven Adams. This is the year that Steven Adams becomes one of the biggest stars in the NBA. He's already a cult figure in Oklahoma City and in his home country of New Zealand. Well, now he's about to become a cult figure for every NBA fans, And he's going to become and this may bother him to death, one of the most likable guys in the NBA as well. Steven Adams has a lot going for him. The first thing that Steven Adams has got going for him is just the cool factor. The long hair, the beard, the tattoos. You've got a comic book that made its debut at Comic-Con where he is the hero, and then now you've got this autobiography where he's opening up big time. It's not only talking about how he used to annoy other players, which is something... And the way he put it is something we can all identify with, especially if you've been the older or the younger sibling. If you're the younger sibling, you can really identify with this. See, he said that he used to get under player skins, or how he gets under player skins is just doing things that he would do to annoy his older siblings. and the, And the whole plan was... Do it for long enough that your parents don't know what's going on. Then once they realize it's going on, they have to come referee, but you get away with what you can. That's how he goes about getting under other big men's skin. But relating it to family is something that so many fans can identify with. The fact that he opened up about mental illness, there's a lot of us that can identify with that. And this is just going to make Steven Adams – more and more of a guy that people want to know about he's already really good with the media or at least he was really good with the media he seems to have clamped down quite a bit but you've got the new zealand accent which women love they already think that he's good looking and he's kind of for lack of a better term he's kind of a quirky guy and if quirky could ever be cool that's stephen I I don't know that you know anyone that's necessarily quirky and cool. Well, well, that's him, wearing the camouflage, wearing the camouflage jackets and the and, and the hats, and um, having the sayings that that are well known in New Zealand but not known in America, and just kind of that outdoors outdoorsy world traveler attitude that just has this charismatic way about him. He's got a great smile. It's an, it's, it's an infectious smile. And when you're, your biggest superstar is the anti-hero in Russell Westbrook, from a marketing standpoint, Stephen Adams is a great antidote to that, a, a super antidote to that. Stephen Adams is a guy that looks like he came straight out Of the DC universe. And I don't know if it's DC or Marvel that's doing the comic. I can't remember which. Um, I'm sure if it's DC, I would have remembered right off the top of my head. Me being the huge Batman fan that I am. But that's Adams in a nutshell. And you can only contain that for so long before it starts to catch on. And in a sense, he's going to be a guy that's kind of that unlikely superhero, unlikely superstar And when I say superstar, I'm not talking about superstar in the sense that Russ is a superstar or Paul George or LeBron James or Katie or Steph or or Giannis or any of those guys. Superstar from what marketing is. And because of his culture and how he brings that to America, you're going to see more kids buy the jerseys. You're going to start to see more kids on the road. When you watch the Thunder on the road this year, Look for more kids to wear Steven Adams jerseys. I just see that coming so much in the near future. And as long as this comic book thing takes shape, he's gonna get his fans will be younger and they will just they will gravitate to him. You you can't help but do it when you're around a guy like Steven Adams. And the Thunder, here's something the Thunder do a very good job job of. We may not get to to see him and hear him as much in Oklahoma City, apart from what goes on at practice, what goes on at shooter out of the games. But the Thunder do a great job of letting their guys go on more national shows and get more exposure for the organization. Look for Steven Adams to be a big part of that as well coming up this year. This is the year of Steven Adams. You will just mark my words on July 30th. This is the year that Steven Adams becomes a household name. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next... How far back should we go when we are digging in a player's past and why I don't necessarily like this? It's all coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Cannot tell you what it means to me to have you listen every day to this show, especially since it comes out in the afternoon now versus the morning. And more importantly, you've got to make an effort to listen to this. It's not like you just stumble on it on the radio. You have to seek it out. And I don't know how a lot of you find the podcast. I don't know if it's just through following me on Twitter, knowing about the other Locked On podcast, whatever you've done to to find us. Thank you very much, and thank you so much for listening. And our boss, David Locke, put out a list of the top 10 NBA podcasts, and all 30 teams are covered. So he puts out a list of the top 10 NBA podcasts that we have We're at number eight, which I love. Now, do I want to be higher? Absolutely. I'm a competitive guy and I want more people to listen to us than they do locked on Lakers. Nothing against locked on Lakers, but they're number one. I want to be number one. So grow the show, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family about locked on Thunder, the quirky strange host i don't know how to describe me you, may, you call me an idiot for all i care as long as you're listening but this is the locked on thunder podcast and just tell your friends about it and remember you can get us at lockedonthunder.com itunes um, alexa <laughs> you can get us there and uh, you can get us on the on the google thing that's like that that's like alexa very similar so there's many different ways to get the Locked on Thunder podcast. Follow along. And again, thank you so much uh, for, for all your listening and what you've done for this show. Can I tell you what it means to me that you're listening every single day? Very important thing that we need to talk about here. A couple of MLB players, and their names will remain unmentioned just because I can't remember who they are, have had their tweets from the past come back to haunt them. And we're not talking about the past three weeks. We're talking about when they were teenagers. Their tweets are coming back to haunt them right now, which is very unfortunate, and to an extent, it's very unfair. The, the, the guy, the pitcher from the Milwaukee Brewers, had tweeted out some racist things. And on ESPN, I, I listened to a lot of what they had to say, and I, I, I totally agree that when you're 17, you should know right or wrong. But when you're 17, you're just that. You're 17. How did you grow up? Who were your parents? Who were the friends you were hanging around with? Who were their parents? There's a lot that goes into forming what your opinion is. And then what happens so often, depending on how small your town was or big it was or how small your group of friends were or how tight you were with your family, you get out into the world. And when you get out into your your world or the world, opinions change based on other people that you've meet. Most of the time, good. Sometimes those opinions can can change for the worst or the worse. And when you're going to rake somebody over the coal for something they said when they were, say, between the ages of, oh, I don't know, 10 to 18, you have to remember that there is a lot of growing up that happens in that time period. And who that person is now is not exactly who that person was then. And Lord knows the things that I said and did when I was younger. And oh my gosh, if you heard any of them, I would imagine you'd want to beat the living crap out of me. And you probably should beat the living crap out of me for things that I said when I was younger. But the same person I was when I was 18 is not the same person that I am when I'm now 46. And and I'm I'm sorry if you thought I was younger. I'm, I'm old. I haven't quite reached get off my lawn age. Nah, sort of anyway. Um, but I wasn't the same person when I was 18 when I was 24 as I was when I was 18. And I'm not the same person from 41. I mean you just you change over time. And it's one thing to go back and find old tweets that these guys say that are sports related or show how they felt from the cities they live in to what they're doing now. Kevin Durant's a prime example of that. But when it comes to social issues, remember, people do change. They grow up. And how you see things maybe one day is not how you're going to see them the next. And I think
2: you are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.